0: hey what's going on who that nation and welcome to another edition of the state of the saints podcast i am the host tj jones thank you so much and merry christmas to each and every one of you that have took the time out to be a part of the state of the saints podcast on this beautiful beautiful christmas day and i hope that you and your family had a beautiful christmas morning and now we transition to the afternoon to a big Huge matchup, and before I get started and in going to this, yes, I did change up the intro just for this day only, okay, just because it's a special occasion, okay. But a week 16 matchup, the New Orleans Saints taking on the Minnesota Vikings, and this game will answer a lot of questions. Uh, number one, uh, it will seal up the division for the New Orleans Saints with a victory here today, uh, also, it would give the saints a guaranteed home game in the playoffs but the saints have a tall task man they go up against a team that has been the thorn in the side of the hudad nation as well as the saints team in general over the past three to four years and that is the minnesota vikings the minnesota vikings they don't look like a, a really good team they don't look like a team if you're looking at their record but they they do pose a real true threat to the new orleans saints and the Minnesota Vikings do a lot of things well. And yes, they're dealing with injuries just like the saints, but the Minnesota Vikings to me are a team that is constructed to be able to counteract with the counteract what the saints do best. Okay. Um, on last night, I talked a little bit about this game. Uh, so um, I'm not going to go into this big spill. Uh, some of you probably checked it out. So it sounds like it would be me just repeating myself. Uh, but What I want to do right now, I want to thank everybody for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast, those that are following into the chat. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you that are taking the time out. I understand that you're with your families Uh, right now. You know, you could be doing so many other things, so I really do appreciate the time. Uh, What I'm going to do in a few minutes, I'm going to open up the phone lines. Just as simple as that, man. Just as simple as that, because we had some technical difficulties out here uh, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where I reside we had a rainstorm, and uh, the rainstorm was affecting the, the internet connection. So because of that, I wasn't able to take as many phone calls as I would like. A lot of people that actually called in, they couldn't really get their words across because my, my internet service caused them to keep on buffering out. So um, I'm not going to uh, hold everybody alone, like a preacher would say at a Baptist church. I'm not going to hold you alone, okay? I'm just going to get my opening dialogue, and then we're going to go ahead into the phone lines And then I want people to give their predictions. And if you don't feel like calling in, if you don't want to talk or speak or anything like that, that's fine. You can always give your predictions uh, right here in the comments. Uh, Before I get started, I want to give a shout out to ripping them. Thank you very much for the $5. He says, after eating a holiday meal, the Saints fart protection should be stout at the O-line. Well, uh, I hope that the offensive line be stout in general. I I hope it does because, the Saints are definitely going to need the offensive line today, especially to be able to run block. Um, hopefully run blocking is in the game plan for the New Orleans Saints because that's the only way I can really truly see the Saints winning this football game if they're running the football. Look, they cannot get behind an eight ball. I talked about this before. They got to start fast. They cannot rely on Drew Brees uh, to go out here and throw the ball all over the field like he in his, his late 20s. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it is 2008, 2009. You have to go out there and run this football because once again, Drew Brees can't carry this team anymore. Uh, defenses are sitting on these routes because they know that most likely Drew Brees is not going to throw the ball over their heads. He's not going to throw the ball down the field. And, you know, the New Orleans Saints, they have to help their, their their 41-year-old quarterback out, man. You look at some of these people in the past, you look at some of these guys that were uh in the twilights of their career, people like uh Peyton Manning, uh, people like John Elway, you know, like people like that, you know, they always had a tendency of uh, having a good defense and a good running game. Terrell Davis was the one that was the bell cow back for the Denver Broncos uh, during the twilight of John Elway's career. And then uh, you've seen, you know, with the Denver Broncos, you know what I'm saying, they had a stout running game and they had a really good defense. So the Saints have a really good defense and they have a re- a good running game for the most part. But they gotta utilize it, man. The Saints aren't going anywhere if they don't run the football. If they if you think as a Saints fan, as a as a, a longtime Saints fan, a person that's watched the Saints, a person that's cheered for the Saints, if you think that the New Orleans Saints are going to win or get close to the Super Bowl on the arm of Drew Brees, you're sadly mistaken. Now, if Drew Brees uh, drew Brees has what it takes if let's just say if it's like late in the fourth quarter uh the saints are down by three and they need to get a field goal range or they need a touchdown we got the right quarterback for the job but for him to go toe-to-toe each and every week like he once did in in the past those days are over you have to be able to run the football you have to be able to complement this 41 year old quarterback that you have uh the rock thank you very much for two dollars not that rock it says uh run me all right <laughs> not to be mistaken with the most electrifying man in sports entertainment the great one the rock not that rock okay you're talking about the actual football here so uh nevertheless you know thank you very much for the two dollars rock we really do appreciate that uh before i get to the falling lines and um i, I just want to um play a little clip of something that i watched today and I, it was just something that i just couldn't believe man Uh, This is something that really bothered me today that it was on ESPN's get up uh, with uh, Mike Greenberg. Uh, He asked a question about Michael Thomas. Um, As we all know that Michael Thomas has been put on IR. He has been dealing uh, with an ankle injury throughout his throughout this entire season. It started back in week one uh, towards the last two minutes of the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's had this injury. It's been lingering. You know, saying, of course, he had a hamstring and, you know, saying a few more issues. But. Check out this very reckless take uh, by ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum. I want y'all to check it out and listen to what he says here. Meanwhile, you mentioned Michael Thomas. A a year ago, he was a legit contender for MVP. This has been something of a lost season for him, Mike Tannenbaum. What is your sense of what's going on there?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of noise coming out of New Orleans that he's not happy there. He's only played in seven games, so we'll see how the postseason goes with him and Drew Brees. But I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Thomas was on another team next year. It's been a disappointing season, and I agree with what Bart Scott said, which is Drew Brees looked old and rusty, so this has to get better in a hurry. They have the chance to be the best team, but without a happy and focused Michael Thomas, I think they're very vulnerable in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Okay, now check this out. Now he said there was a lot to digest there, okay? It was a lot of BS, okay? And I'm pretty sure if people didn't have – Uh, you know Christmas dinner uh, Christmas lunch or whatever you want to call it right now I'm pretty sure that they will be actually uh, almost regurgitating over the BS that he's saying right now if he wasn't full already but this fool said that Michael Thomas is not happy uh, in New Orleans now there was some stories that came out talk about Michael Thomas at the you know when he was suspended uh, in that game he was supposed to play versus the Chargers of course he and uh, C.J. Garner Johnson got into a fight. He hit C.J. Gardner Johnson. He was asked to go home and he was suspended. Okay, but that pretty much has been sealed up. Okay, I mean, it was water under a bridge. You know, the Saints used this as a, you know what I'm saying, as a teaching lesson to Michael Thomas. And just to show him, just because you're making this much money, just because you're a superstar doesn't mean you're an exception to the rule. So they sent them home. But here we see these guys trying to create the picture. Trying to create this narrative that Michael Thomas is phoning it in, that Michael Thomas is not legitimately hurt, he is just basically just sitting on the sidelines. Sean Payton made it very, very clear that they want to preserve Michael Thomas for the playoff run because they feel like what he can bring to the table, they want him to be ready for the playoffs. So they understand that well, most you already sealed the deal, you already made the playoffs. You know, all you got to do is win one more game for the division. So why put him out there and risk the fact, risk him possibly re-aggravating the injury that he's dealing with where he can actually sit for three weeks and be ready for a playoff run? That's number one. Number two, the guy said that, that Drew Brees looked old, you know what I'm saying, On old on last week. I mean, didn't the guy have 11 fractured ribs? Did, did the guy not have, you know what I'm saying, Not did the guy not have, you know what I'm saying, a collapsed lung? I mean, come on, man. Like, what, what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what are we doing? Like, why are we trying to pretend, you know, that Drew Brees did deal with these type of injuries? People make it seem like Drew Brees just, just fell off a cliff and there was, like, no reason why uh, he's playing the way that he did or why he started off rusty on last week. And I find that very ironic. I, I find it very ironic that the national media tries to jump out of the trees to try to discredit Drew Brees, anytime Drew Brees can't throw the ball down the field, anytime Drew Brees doesn't play uh, as efficient as he once did. But we watch people each and every week, like a 42 or 43-year-old Tom Brady, overthrow his receivers week after week, and people just act as if it didn't happen. But Drew Brees is the one that's falling off the cliff. Drew Brees is the one that just basically doesn't have it anymore. Drew Brees is the one that's washed. And the last time I checked, the one that they're actually protecting – when they went head to head, I'm talking he and Tom Brady. Didn't Drew Brees outplay Tom Brady on two occasions? Did Drew Brees the last time we seen him go up against Tom Brady? Did he not throw four touchdowns? So, I mean, I'm missing something here, man. I mean, Drew Brees was playing pretty efficient before he ended up getting injured. I mean, he is the king of the two-minute drill, man. You need a two-minute, you need a two-minute drive. Drew Brees is there. You need a field goal, you need a touchdown, he right there. I have not seen Tom Brady like that. I've seen Tom Brady play absolutely hot garbage throughout the season, but I've heard excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. It has to have something to do with his wide receivers, him not being on the same page with his receivers, them not having chemistry. Well, excuse me, uh, last time I checked, the same person that they just mentioned, Michael Thomas, has he been has he been hurt all the whole entire season? isn't emmanuel sanders new isn't Marcus calloway new isn't jawan johnson new i mean come on man who's the only one that has been a mainstay in that receiver core that's been a part of that rotation it's been traequan smith so what's the difference between drew Brees having to be on the same page with some new guys that he barely even practiced with with no all season no otas and no minicamp yet he goes out there and he's more efficient but yet we're sweeping it under the rug that Tom Brady is out there overthrowing his receivers and still not on the same page after 16 weeks of football this is the reason why who that nation I don't pay attention and I can I get really really frustrated when I do that we have this type of narrative going on and like I said I understand the media man the media wants to elevate their picks and chooses, and they want to devalue the ones that they don't feel like fits into their little circle. I get it, man. I understand that Drew Brees isn't the most exciting quarterback in the world. I understand he's not going to knock your socks off with his arm strength. I understand that he's not going to give you this crazy soundbite after games, and I understand that the guy pretty much lives a pretty simple life—him being a father and a husband. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, don't try to devalue the guy. And now look at the fact that this guy has been playing behind an eight ball this entire season, dealing with injuries at the wide receiver position and him having a fine chemistry, just like Tom Brady. And then you want to elevate the way that he played against the Kansas City Chiefs and make it seem like he's falling off a cliff when a guy is coming back and hasn't thrown a football in over a month. The media ought to be ashamed of themselves. They need to stop this stuff, man. You would think that the Saints are three and ten or, you know what I'm saying, a 4-10 and ten or something like that, instead of them being 10-4. and four. This is absolutely ridiculous, and they need to cut it out, all right? They need to cut it out. That is what I'm here for, man. I'm here to let people see through the BS and, and, and the hypocrisy of the media. You know what I'm saying? That That is what's going on here. There's extreme hypocrisy when it comes to the media. And I'm not even saying this when it comes to the Saints. You can look at teams like the Cleveland Browns. You can look at some of these other teams that are that are rising up the ranks, that are playing football better than some of these nostalgia acts, yet they're not even really being talked about. There is no way in the world the Dallas Cowboys should demand more press lines than a Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns haven't sniffed the Super Bowl or playoffs in over about 15 years and yet these guys are in the limelight. They should be talked about. They're a couple games away from possibly even winning the AFC North since the, the Steelers have won, has lost three straight games. Why is it that they always pick these nostalgia acts and elevate these guys, and they're not looking at the guys that deserve the press clippings? It's an absolute embarrassment. Their, their credibility shrinks by the minute, and they are doing a disservice to the people that come to them each and every day that and they come to them as if they're getting the facts but in reality they're getting this warped twisted echo chamber type uh rhetoric from these guys and i get it you know what i'm saying those are the driving forces the the steelers the cowboys the eagles the patriots i get it tom brady I, patrick mahomes i get it that's what people want to see but at the same time don't devalue or don't depreciate the the efforts of some of these mid-market teams that are trying to rise to the ranks and trying to remove the stench of mediocrity and funk and pathetic play from their franchises. Just because those guys are late to the party does not mean that those guys aren't at the party. And right now, those guys are the life of the party. And some of those guys that you think are cool are sitting somewhere in the corner. And you know, everybody's around in a circle looking at teams like the Browns, looking at teams like the Saints, looking at teams like some of these other guys that are out here right now, like the Dolphins, who are elevating their game. The Buffalo Bills ain't nobody paying no attention to no Packers, nobody cares about the Cowboys, and nobody cares about the pathetic NFC East who they try to push and elevate each and every week and make us care. We do not care. This is a good football team, we have a great. Quarterback that leads this team, and they need to put some respect on that man. Damn name, Tom Brady. Thank you very much for the two dollars. Says I still have welts from the spanking Drew Brees gave me. Yeah, I believe it, but nobody gonna see those welts. It, it's as if they never happened, Tom. So you should be okay, man. You ain't got a spot or a blemish on your on your record, my friend. There, there's nothing you know if Tom Brady loses it, it, it doesn't happen if, if Tom Brady overthrows somebody it doesn't happen if Tom Brady gets blew out it never happens it's always about oh they're gonna make the playoffs oh they're gonna go to the Super Bowl oh they're gonna win this oh or oh, they still got a chance like okay Dwayne Johnson thank you very much for the two dollars says I'm watching though well I appreciate it Dwayne thank you so much for uh, leaving a set of the latest movie because we always know you got a movie coming out to check out the state of the saints podcast i appreciate that thank you uh Roderick williams uh thank you very much gucci man i really appreciate that congratulations uh on, on the birth of your child uh <laughs> thank you for the five sis. your blood pressure is too elevated calm down i feel your frustration that's why i don't listen to them jokers. uh my blood pressure is isn't high at all man not at all you know what i'm saying i'm just I'm just trying to deliver it to you all with energy because that's just the way I feel, man. That's how I try to deliver. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to deliver y'all this information sounding like Ben Stein on Farrah Bueller's day off. And some of y'all probably have seen that move before. He's the real um, boring, drawn-out voice guy that you probably seen on clear-out commercials back in the day, you know, Bueller. I don't want to sound like him, right? I I want to be able to deliver this with energy. Just because I'm delivering with energy, Roderick, I mean, don't get it twisted, man. I'm just letting you all know how I feel, but at the same time, bringing it right here on this Christmas day, getting you ready for this Saints game. Uh, Steve, thank you very much. Uh, he says, uh, the media blows for real. Who cares about them? You know, I, I just I, I just feel like this. As a person that's a part of the media, a person that, that, that that's in in broadcasting, you know, I do a show Monday through Friday. You know, I'm a radio personality. And one of the things that I like to do, I like to give people the truth. I don't like to sugarcoat it and water it down and make it seem like it's right just because, you know, I want people to come and gravitate to me to listen to what I got to say. I would be doing people a disservice. I don't do that when I'm on the air. And I definitely don't do it here on the State of the Saints podcast. I get ideas all the time. People, why do you don't change this? Why you don't change that? The reason why is because I know it would make me lose a part of myself that I feel like is, is genuine and true. And I feel like if it, if it doesn't stick with me, I'm not feeling it. I don't want to bring it to people because I don't want to sell people wolf tickets. I don't want to sell people lies. But it seems like to me the only thing that matters to these media people are the Nielsen ratings. And for those that don't know what the Nielsen ratings are, those are the numbers that come out at the end of every week. You know what I'm saying? That they that the. The shows pay attention to right. It tells you how many people are watching at this particular time, at this particular segment. What's the age group? You know what I'm saying? The demographics and all that kind of stuff. And that's the only thing that they care about. So they don't they don't care what they say as long as what they're saying brings you back. That's all that they care about. But as for me, I want people to come back because they're gonna say that T.J. Jones kept it real. That T.J. Jones kept it 100. I enjoy the State of the Saints podcast because. He, I am getting a reflection you know, what I'm saying, of who TJ Jones is and the passion that he has behind the New Orleans Saints. All the rest of that stuff, saying that the Saints going to go undefeated and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to sit up here and play that type of game with anybody because there are teams just as good as the New Orleans Saints that could possibly beat the Saints. So I'm not going to go out here and say this stuff just because I feel like it might bring in people like me for who I am. Love me for who I am. Accept me for who I am. If I'm not giving you what you need, then I apologize, but I'm not going to change that. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that push these narratives to have people come back. And it's not even their real, actual, factual truth. Okay, it's the it's the intern that stayed up all night long that that read the analytics that that brought the little nuggets and notes to these these uh, hosts and and, and feeding the stuff into their ears to make them sound like they know what they're talking about. But in reality, if you ask them after their show go off the air and you watch them, and you walk past them in the street and you ask them about something they may have said in an 830 hour, they probably couldn't even tell you. If you're doing stuff like that, man, I got a problem with you because you're doing a disservice to every single person that comes to you and everybody that follows you because they feel like you are the person that's giving them what they need. They feel like you're giving them the passion and you're coming from a very genuine place. And when you're not doing that, That's when I got a problem with you. It's not so much about them just talking about the Saints, but it's just the fact that they're creating this narrative. We as Saints fans understand that. We know what the Saints are. We know the threat that they bring. We know the credibility. We understand as Saints fans, if you've been watching the Saints for the last 15 to 16 years, you understand how, how much this team has changed and the stigma of the New Orleans Saints has changed over that time. So when they start talking about all of the transgressions of the Saints, if you're a casual fan that don't really follow the Saints, that might be the narrative that you run with. And that is something that I feel like we can we, we shouldn't be doing, you know, in, in the national news. That is my only gripe with them not being genuine and not being real. Uh, You do you, TJ, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. You know, that, that's that's what I try to do here that's what i try to do and I, I feel like everybody should do that saints going to give us a win for christmas who that nation but i hope they do they really do need to win this game man go ahead and wrap up this division i think i think we'll feel a lot better man down the stretch until you know it's playoff time then everybody gonna start panicking again uh <laughs> ever since drew made his comment about the anthem last summer the media has been waiting on them well, look, I don't even think it's about that anymore, D. Dawson. I don't think it's about the comments. As a matter of fact, I think they kind of passed that up. This has been like this since last year before the comments even came out. It has always been Drew Brees falling off a cliff. Drew Brees, anytime Drew Brees doesn't throw the ball down the field, why he not doing it? You know, it, it's always these little shots. It's always, you know, they they find ways to try to discredit him. When he has some of his crowning achievements, rather right? be the most passing yards, the most touchdowns, uh, the, the highest completion percentage. You know, it, it's it's crazy and funny to me how how you have people on ESPN that would discredit the Saints nine-game winning streak, and they'll say stuff like, Well, they played the Atlanta Falcons, but then they'll turn around and Tom Brady came back on those same Falcons. And make it seem like the Falcons are a legit football team and something that the that the NFL need to be afraid of for something like that. But if the Saints play the Falcons, oh it's just the Falcons. Ah, oh, it's no big deal. It ain't no problem. You know what I'm saying? They they did they just the Falcons when they play the Saints. But when Tom Brady plays against the Falcons, a team that always tends to give up big leads. That's the narrative, right? That's why we laugh at Falcon fans. That's why we laugh at the Falcons organization. But it's as if those type of narratives don't even exist when it comes to certain players. When we're talking about completion percentage, you know, it seems like, oh, everybody can do it. But when Patrick Mahomes has a high completion percentage, all of a sudden, like, it's the best thing since sliced toast bread. What, what's, what's different? What's so different about, you know what I'm saying, a high completion percentage from Patrick Mahomes? Why? Because he can throw the ball off the back foot for 60 yards? I just don't understand that, man. They just need to keep the same energy to me. That, that's all I want. I just want the same energy, man. Don't don't try to move this piece over here to make this piece fit. And then, you know, what I'm saying like if you realize the other side of the corner can fit the same pieces, now you want to move it over. Nah, man, keep that same energy. OK, keep that same energy when you're talking about these teams. You know, talk about how Tampa Bay, you know, what I'm saying they came back in the game, but they're still not out the woods yet. Let, let's talk about that. Let's talk. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that they went up against a Falcon team that is known for blowing big leads, but they still got work to do when it comes to team chemistry. I mean, they played the Minnesota Vikings a couple weeks ago. It was more so about what the, the Vikings didn't do in that game. I think Dan Bailey missed four field goals in that game. You, you kick for, you kick at least three of those field goals. Then you got a completely different story, but they don't tell you that. it's Oh, just have a Buccaneers won two straight games. Oh, they, they're starting to click. They're starting to gel. Like, give me a freaking break. Give me a freaking break, man. Like I said, it's not even from a hateful place. I'm not even hating on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because, first and foremost, why would I? Because the Saints have had their number all season long. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had two opportunities to beat the Saints and they did not beat them, not one time and time. Okay. So, anybody that's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan that may be strolling past here and thinking I'm hating on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My first question to you would be, why the hell would I be doing that? And my second reason would be, is you don't see the hypocrisy going on here. And I'm pretty sure if you watch Tampa Bay Buccaneers games, you will see the same thing that I'm seeing. I'm seeing a decline in a quarterback that's what 42 or 43 years old at Tom Brady, just like yeah, they talking about decline in time, and, and Drew Brees. So let, let let's get it. Let's get it 100. Let's let's get it. Let's get it. Let's keep it 100 here on the state of the saints podcast but but i'll go ahead and put the link in right now i mean i pretty like i said i pretty much talked about the minnesota vikings game on yesterday uh i i you know i go ahead and i repeat some of the things that i said for those that didn't check it out on last night but i I would like to hear from the loyal viewers and listeners uh, of the podcast you know if you want to call in chime in please do malik jackson thank you very much for the 399 says i saw your tweet, TJ mighty is not unhappy uh he definitely you know i mean he definitely uh if if he is unhappy i I tell you this uh, he has a funny way of showing it if i'm unhappy with my team and my organization ain't no way in hell i'm about to give away uh shoes to every one of my teammates that i don't like that makes absolutely no sense i keep that money in my back pocket uh what's going on man
2: uh tda what's good my brother uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family.
0: And Merry Christmas to you too, Aaron. man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for stopping down on this uh, on this Christmas afternoon. So uh, what you got for us, man?
2: Look, it's all about controlling the line of scrimmage and running this football down a depleted Vikings defense who are out three of their starting linebackers. Right. One of them is a notable Eric Kendricks and his mm-hmm. backup, Troy Dye. There's another one who was inactive, look. Your bread and butter needs to come needs to come between Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. If right. you can't take advantage of a depleted linebacker core, or you can't get Jared Cook or Adam Truman involved or get them or get them one-on-one matchups in a passing game right. against this depleted linebacker core, you're in for a world of hurt going into this postseason. You cannot allow yourself to play conservative against a defense like this, who has had your number in a past couple of years just because they're a little thin. Okay, you have to handle your own business because it's looking like Tampa Bay is not going to be losing any other game for us uh, the rest of this offseason. So you have this chance and, or next chance and uh next week against Carolina Panthers if you somehow mess around and lose this game. Right. Now, the enactors for today uh grew a little lengthier with the uh, loss of Andrews Pete, Nick Easton, and Trey Henderson. The defensive line we already know is stout. Carl Granderson is more is overall more productive. In the mm-hmm. passing in and in a whole pass rush, then uh, Marcus Davenport, he already has Marcus, – uh, Marcus Davenport has a sack and a half. Carl Grenison has four. He has four in a year more than, more than uh, Marcus Davenport. So I'm not too worried about the, uh, about the edge rushers getting home to Kirk Cousins, who is more yeah. of a pocket passer than he is running the football. Granted, he can use his legs when he needs to. All
0: right. Now, the edges
2: are fine. The interior is even more stout. They don't have Malcolm Brown, so David Cook – Looks like he's going to get a little uh little extra touches, but you still have Malcolm Roach, who is very serviceable. You still have Sheldon Rankins, you still have Shy Tuttle, you still have a workable uh rotation and turn on your whole defensive line. Okay, so uh getting uh, control of the line scrimmage on both sides of the ball is my first keys to victory. Your second one, you have Marquez Callaway back. Now Marquez Calloway. Is a very underrated receiver in the that Nation for the simple fact that not only could he have been used in that type man-to-man covers that Chiefs were playing last week, he can go up, he can high point the ball like a poor man's DeAndre Hopkins, which is a compliment, mind you. But he also finds those soft spots in zone coverage like a like an All-Pro receiver. So getting him as your number two is a pretty big, uh, pretty big cushion for the likes of Drew Brees who leaned on him against the Carolina Panthers who came away with this season high of eight catches for 75 yards. Right. We all know he should have had a touchdown. So, and you have little Jordan Humphreys. Look, a lot of people are going to have low expectation with little Jordan Humphreys. And I'm not saying that it's without reason, but you have little Jordan Humphreys coming off a touchdown catch against the defending Super Bowl champions. Now, mentally, that's going to do a lot for a, man's, for a young guy's confidence. Right. I expect little Jordan Humphreys to be that reliable Third option for Drew Brees to build off of that momentum uh, late like, late in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like when that guy gets his first touchdown catch from a Hall of Famer, I guess a top-notch so a Super Bowl team, the right. man gets hungry. And right. when he gets hungry and when he gets going, that offense is going to be efficient, at least enough to give the Saints a win offensively. Defensively, right. you are out without you are without Marcus Williams. Losing your top-10 safety, yes, he is a top-10 safety, everybody. Go look up the stats. I'm not kidding you. He is rated number eight. His, t- his tackling, which has been a problem for everybody who, is, who has watched Marcus Williams since 2017, his tackling has been rated the best out of all tackling safety this season, which is uh, even better than Jamal Adams. So man. I got to go. I got to go. As, as you can hear, my grandma's calling me. I got to get the food. Merry man. Christmas to everybody. Uh,
0: I'll holler at you uh, later. Uh, all, right. all right, Aaron, man. Take it easy, man. Thank you for the take, man. And uh, tell your family, Merry Christmas, man. Thank you for stopping by. All right, yes, sir. sir. All right, take it easy there. Yeah, man. Uh, and shouts out to Aaron, man. Always coming through Uh, state of the black and gold podcast. Uh, is on YouTube as well, man. Y'all check them out. Uh, good take on the game. Yeah, man. The Saints, uh, they're going to have to uh, try to get some of these guys involved, the tight ends involved, uh, take advantage of some of those linebackers being out and also in the running game, too, man. You know, like if you can get to that second level, who knows, man? You know, maybe you can break one, break a big one or something like that. So. Uh, let's try to take advantage of that. I think they I think they could be okay, uh, you know, running the football, and also uh, the, the tight end should be able to be successful in this game. But it's still – it is not going to be an easy task. Uh, Mike Zimmer does a really good job. He's a defensive-minded coach, and he always has his guys ready to play. And if you look at the Minnesota Vikings schedule, I mean, they lost some games this season, but it, none of their games, for the exception of the Falcons, has been a blow, a blowout. I mean, all the games have been – Pretty nip and tuck. Uh, Keen Arthur, man, what's going on, man?
3: Man, what's down with you, TJ?
0: Yeah, what's going on, man? Merry Christmas to you.
3: Likewise, bro. Happy holidays to you and yours.
0: Yeah, thank you, man. We're the, we're, so, quick, what you think about this real game? Quick,
3: mm-hmm. Real quick, I ain't going to call this a high tick, but I think you'll agree with me, bro. Drew Brees don't need to throw the ball more than 25 times a game going forward. I agree. Point blank.
4: I agree. Like,
3: I think we need to – we have the O-line – Pass, pass block and wires and run block and wires to pound mm-hmm. people. Right. We can really pound these people in the ground and let Drew Brees operate out of that play action, that bootleg, and hit people in the short and intermediate um, game. And right. we'll kill teams, bro. And right. that, will, that will eat up time of possession. And real quick, before I go forward, bro, when the last time you had some boudin?
0: Uh I don't eat bootin', bro, to <laughs> be honest with you. I, I don't. I don't, man. I think the, the I think the only me have had it like twice in my entire life. But I don't, I don't eat that, man. Nah, that, that's not my thing, man. I got you. But um, here's another thing for
3: me, TJ. Hmm. Why are people acting like the Saints' offense is just stagnant when they they refuse? And this is why I don't like the media, much like yourself. They refuse to acknowledge the fact that the Saints basically had a whole bunch of practice squad receivers up there. They Don't got a bunch. They got some bad breaks, and they still only lost by three to the Chiefs. Right. They only lost by three. Right. To me, if anything, that said a lot about the Chiefs. They're vulnerable. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think I honestly never thought there was world beaters in the first place. You me? Me
0: neither. Me neither. Them yeah, them I, boys can be beat, man. Yeah, they can be beat. You know, it's, I think the Saints had a really good game plan. And if they probably had a couple pieces there, like, like I said, if Deontay Harris was there, returning the ball, and Michael Thomas was playing this game, or even Mark Crash Calloway, I think that they would have been a little bit more successful getting the ball down the field. It's just that, it's just that trust that, you know, it's just that trust aspect that Drew Brees has to have with his receivers, man. Drew Brees isn't that guy. Like, Drew Brees isn't like, I mean, I, I would say there's very few quarterbacks like Drew Brees in the league. If mm-hmm. Drew Brees don't trust you, he's not gonna throw you away. You you got you got quarterbacks that go out there that will put guys in positions to make plays, like they'll put the ball up to give a guy opportunity to get the 50-50 ball. Like you don't really see Drew Brees doing that. If Drew Brees didn't have practice with you, you know what I'm saying? If he wasn't shooting with you in the gym, you know what I'm saying? Like he ain't, yeah. throw you, he ain't throwing <laughs> you the football, man. Straight up. That's just hey. who he is.
3: Let me say this, DJ. With the except i want people to get off drew Brees, bro and this, this is why i say that especially for last game we already know he can' back off the injury whatever whatever right cool we expected some rust but here's the thing with the exception of three passes including that interception drew Brees, drew Brees played very well let me tell you why I went back and watched the did the film study bro right when every time he dropped back you know the, the, it was like six consecutive drives where we, we went three and out or something like that mm-hmm. six seven. Right, I was looking at the receivers, bro. When the Chiefs was playing man coverage, tight man coverage, mm-hmm. nobody, and I mean nobody, got away from them corners, bro. And mm-hmm. when they did, it was after three and a half seconds, which is, you already know, Drew is a two and a half to 2.3 second pass quarterback. Good so, point. if you got Lyman in my face, Andres Pete, how he became a pro bowler is beyond me. Wow. Um. If you got linemen in my face and my receivers can't get separation from cornerbacks, how do you expect me to go twenty for twenty-seven in a game? You know what I'm saying? Uh, but you want to say, "Oh, I'm washed up." And they brought Drew Brees back too early. Man, shut up! Look what that boy did in the second half. Right? He was
0: torturing them people. Right? But they're not going to say that, though. I mean, it's – it's because it's, uh, it hurts it's, the narrative. Yeah, I mean, and uh, Like uh, I gotta say, man, there's a lot of lazy journalism going on right now. And I don't like it at all. It's, <laughs> what I mean, what this so lazy? You Ain't this called yellow journalism, something like that, man. It, it, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty yellow here, man. You know what I'm saying? This <laughs> Hulk Hogan shirt yellow around this thing, you know? Like it, it, it's a uh, man. I don't know, man. As a like, you Ken know, Arthur, you know. I mean, I man, as a person that that, that does broadcasting, you know what I'm saying? I like to consider myself a journalist to a certain extent. You are. I try to, I, man. I, I just try to keep it one hundred, man. Like, I why it, it just made me think like I can never work for anywhere like that. I can't. I I can't I couldn't go work anywhere where I feel like I'll just lose sight of myself and you know what I'm saying I'll just become like a walking talking parody. Like right. just, if 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 you like a true sports fan and you just listen to some of the things that they say, like you would know that most of the stuff they're talking about is just some straight BS.
3: Some right. Yes. I got a couple more things for you, Burn. I'm gonna get off your line. Mm-hmm. One, we need to run the ball 25 plus times today. I agree. Two, 25 plus and let Drew Brees operate, like I said, out of the play action and all that. Mm-hmm. TJ, please tell me how the Mario Davis and that boy, Trey Hendrickson, who leads the league in sacks, I believe, or he tied with 12 and a half.
0: Mm-hmm. How do
3: they not make the Pro Bowl? I mean, like I said, pretty, joke, pretty, bro.
0: Pretty, pretty pretty simple, man. You know, like they don't know about this team. And that, that, that's what I was saying earlier. Like when the, the media controls the narrative of the team, they tell you, oh, it's Drew Brees, oh, it's, it's Sean Payton, oh, it's Michael Thomas, it's Alvin Kamara. And, like, when you have, like, that football-type voting, that's the people that you know. You know, those are the people that you know. It's almost it's almost like that person that you always know have been in Congress or in the Senate, and they put a, a sign in your front yard. You know what I'm saying? That's the only person that you know. You don't even know what they're running against. So, in the back of your mind, you're going to be like, well, let me go ahead and vote for this person, man. This, this sign was in my front yard. You know what I'm right. saying, but that's how people that's how people think. So they 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 put these other guys in, but it just seemed like it was just rinse and repeat of last year. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, he good. Let's put him in. Oh, you know, right. he was a Pro Bowler last year. But I just think that it needs to change from year to year. Like, it seems like the Pro Bowl, like uh, they, they they give you the stigma or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They got teams that they actually really pay attention to, and then they got the teams they can care less about and. They just look at the players. Oh, yeah, he, he good, so we'll just bring him back. That, that's how it works, man. So,
3: yeah, well, gonna just say this and I'm going to go, TJ. I think we're going to win this game 28-17. Okay. That, that's, that's just me. Assuming we pound the ball, bro, we pound that rock, it's over with. I'm telling you, for all teams in the league, we right. pound that rock and wear them out, it's over with.
0: Right. I agree, man. We got to get back to it. Uh, I, I agree with you on that one. Keen, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, man, and uh, hope you enjoy the game, man. Likewise, man. All right, take it easy. Yeah, thank you, uh, you Man, I appreciate you always coming through, man, always coming through with a positive uh, take and a real take, you know, unlike the national media. Uh, Ali Williams says, TJ, do you feel like we're falling apart at the wrong time? Uh, I don't even feel like the Saints are falling apart. Uh, I just think that the Saints went up against a Philadelphia Eagles team that, they really didn't know how to approach Jalen Hurts. And they went up against uh, a Kansas City Chiefs team that was a little bit more uh, well put together than the Saints were. So, I mean, that was just a a tough stretch. And I think that, like I said, if you're like the strongest Saints supporter, I think you had a little bit of skepticism about that Kansas City Chiefs game. And if you actually followed the New Orleans Saints in a way that uh, Dennis Allen actually uh, goes up against guys he doesn't really have that much tape on, I mean, he often struggles in that regard. I mean, we've seen he makes the, he makes the adjustments. Now, but sometimes you can make those adjustments at halftime, but it's a tad bit too late for you to, you know, get back into the game. Now, they were lucky to do it against the Chargers, you know, when Justin Herbert was lighting them up. They was lucky to get that because, I mean, and it took overtime in order for them to actually get back into the game. But – I mean, that, that kind of happens. So if you follow the Saints, you know Dennis Allen, that wouldn't be no surprise to you. I don't feel like they're falling apart, man. I just feel like, uh, you know, injuries do occur, man. Sometimes they happen at the beginning of the season. Sometimes they happen towards the end. Uh, but the Saints, have done, they've done a good job, man, replacing guys and putting guys in positions that can do a little something. Uh, Josh, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, what's up, TJ? Uh,
0: nothing much. Uh, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to
1: you. Merry Christmas, brother. So, this is my honest prediction for the game. This is Mm -hmm. my totally honest prediction. Mm -hmm. You ready? Yeah. Saints 175, Vikings 10. What do you think about that? (laughs) Not only that, it'll be the first ever 1000 yard game. 1,000 yards rushing for Latavius, 1,000 yards passing for (laughs) Drew. Think about
0: that? I don't know. I don't I don't think that's gonna happen, man. I, I don't see that happening. Uh I mean, it happened on the video game I played just now. I'm so. about to say, that's I'm good just good. about to say that now if you're playing on rookie, you got 12 minutes to kill each quarter. You know, like and, and you know, you, you you probably put the artificial intelligence all the way up to hundred. You maybe they can make that happen, you know what I'm saying? But I don't see yeah. that happening in a real uh in a real football game, man. So uh hopefully, no, hopefully I, they can still get this window, Josh.
1: Well, I do believe the Saints will win, but I, you know, everybody's talking about it's going to come down to this, come down to that or whatever. Yeah. Um, the thing about Saints-Vikings games is there's always a bunch of goofy things that happen in those games that yeah. you can't really say it's going to come down to running or it's going to come on the passing or whatever, because Saints-Vikings right. games have this. And I'm not just talking about bad calls from referees or whatever. I'm just talking about there's just goofy stuff that happens when the Saints play the Vikings that just don't happen in any other game. Right. Um. So it's not going to come down to any one variable, if you ask me. That said, I think the Saints are going to win. I have nothing else but my gut right. to uh, say that with. But I think the Saints are going to win. Pro- it'll probably be a game within five points. Yeah. If, yeah. You know, something like a 23-17 or a 29-24 or something like that. Right. Uh, but I think the Saints are going to win, and I think they're going to give us a really nice, uh, exciting, you the usual nail-biting type of game for Christmas. But yeah. we're going to walk away with a victory. Now, I do want to address that first caller because he's right about Marcus Williams. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I see Marcus Williams take all kinds of heat and everything like that. But the thing that people don't realize is Marcus Williams is just a victim of unlucky media coverage. Mm. Like, whenever the media covers him, it's always because of his mistakes. So um, they don't really cover like the good stuff he does, which is like the 90% of the other time he's playing. Mm -hmm. You know, he is a Pro Bowl level uh, uh, safety or corner. And, um, but for whatever reason, the mistakes he's made admittedly have been big, so the media just jumps on that and it makes it look like he's his crappy corner when really he's he's a really good backfield player. Right. Um, and so uh, I I have very Mar- – Marcus Williams being down is going to be a huge issue for us today, and as good as Chauncey is, I don't see him totally making up that ground Right. Uh, because that's who they're going to put it out. They're going to make Chauncey do more stuff than he usually does. Right. Um, yeah, but, and they're gonna
0: put DJ Swearinger back there probably in his in his role as well.
1: So, I mean, I yeah, to... is talented, but he doesn't have the experience yet. So they're gonna take advantage mm-hmm. of that too. Yeah, good but point. um, but I feel like it. I guess I've got nothing else to say except Merry Christmas. But I do feel like uh, the Saints eke out a five point victory. I'll, I'll I'll leave it between three and five points. The Saints, you get out.
0: Right. Well, I mean, that sounds pretty. That sounds like around the same uh, score I had. I had twenty seven to twenty three. Uh, New Orleans. Yeah. So I, I think, I mean, this game, like I said, the Minnesota Vikings, the way that they're const- uh, constructed on defense, uh, it, it, it kind of goes up against what the Saints actually do well. You know, they can, they can play in front of the sticks. Uh, you know, if you don't, if you're not trying to uh, beat them deep or anything like that, then I think they can play like within, you know, those 10, that uh, those 10 yards. So it, it's going to be an interesting game, man. And like I said, the Minnesota Vikings don't get blown out. Like, I mean, just look at the, the uh games this season. I mean, like I said, the only game where they actually lost by more than two touchdowns was the game against the Falcons. Every every other game there was like right there, lost by one point, lost by two points, lost by a field goal. You know, so they're 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 a good team, man. They they record don't indicate it, but uh they, they can beat you, man. They they definitely can do that. But you know guys, what surprised uh, me though,
1: and I'll let you go after this. Um uh, mm-hmm. You know, the, the 49ers, they kind of use Sanders as a sort of third running back on a lot of plays. Right. Um, and I'm really amazed that the Saints have not tried that same thing because it would probably work, and I think it would really work today. You know, right. the, the combination of Sanders, Kamara, and um, Latavius mm. would be an amazing friggin' backfield. Um, but uh, it, do you think if they used him like that, we would actually blow the Vikings out and the Panthers next week? I mean, not that they're going to do it, but if it did happen.
0: Well, I, I think like if they can go back to some of the like uh Taysom Hill like uh type plays, I think that will help. Now, if you want to add some Emmanuel Sanders to it, uh baby, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you're starting to see that though, Josh. You, you 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 see that with uh with the Tennessee Titans, they use John New Smith the tight end kind of the same way. Uh you yeah. know what I'm saying? If they, they San Francisco also like now they use Debo Samuels that, in that way, you know, since uh Emmanuel Sanders was gone. It's like so you see teams doing that, but I don't think the Saints do that as much is because they have Taysom Hill. I feel like if they didn't have Taysom Hill to do those type of things, then, you know, probably you'll probably see more of Emmanuel Sanders doing it. But I just think that the Saints uh, want to use Emmanuel Sanders in different ways. And Josh, uh, man, it is playoff time, man. So don't be surprised. I mean, we wh- what was that play that we seen with Willie Sneed through the pass to uh, Alvin Kamara? Man, that was supposed to be a touchdown. Willie Sneed just overthrew him. So, that could be a play that they actually have. You know, I mean, I've heard, uh, you know, uh, Alvin Kamara talking press conferences about wanting to pass the ball. I don't think that that's just something that he's saying. I think you might end up uh, seeing that happen in the playoffs, man. I mean, you got to lay it all on the line of the playoffs, man. It's win or go home. So you might see that, Josh. All right. Well, hey, I'll let you get to your next caller, brother, and have an awesome Christmas, brother. All right. You too, man. Take it, you this, Josh all right man shouts out to josh man yeah man i mean the trick plays might come i probably not using them right now you know sean payton always uh in his bag let me read a few comments here man uh is that a uh, Burger with tj <laughs> nah it's my guy josh man it's like uh, ben Burger. nah man it's my guy josh man shouts out to josh uh let's see k uh says merry christmas Okay, uh, Merry Christmas to you, too. Appreciate you stopping by. Uh, who that cooler talk? Uh, J187, I agree with you on Gardner. Yeah, uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, uh, I think that he's a really good player. That's somebody that should have made the Pro Bowl. Rest in peace to one of the best linebackers in NFL history, Kevin Green. Yeah, Kevin Green passed away uh, this, this past week. Well, this week, as a matter of fact. Uh, I'm just so used to football being on Sunday. Uh, Kevin Green, yeah, man. Kevin Green was... Kevin Green was a a very, you know, outgoing guy. You know what I'm saying? Like Kevin Green would have thrived and probably been a, a real true fan favorite and probably would be a household name uh, in today's NFL, you know, with the power of social media and stuff like that. I mean, Kevin Green has done some really great things throughout his lifetime. Man, I mean, I remember uh, Kevin Green. I mean, we all knew him almost like the, the Alex Azzalone type locks, you know, sticking up out of his helmet, uh, being physical, rather, it was with the Rams or when he went to the Steelers. Uh, you know, he was a leader on the Carolina Panthers team. I mean, he even wrestled in WCW back in the day, you <laughs> know. So, I mean, Kevin Green was uh, one of those special guys, and uh, like I said, he would probably be a household name if he was in the NFL in, in today's day and days. But, uh, the world lost a guy that was a free spirit, man. Uh, everywhere that he went, he left a – he left a mark man rather it was him playing football or him coaching so rest in peace to kevin green uh there was only one kevin green no doubt about that and um uh, he will be missed man no doubt about that uh ramsey what's going on what's up tj merry christmas to you buddy same to you if it seems like i'm playing rainbow six siege okay we won that round
2: <laughs> but uh, merry christmas man
0: merry christmas buddy man uh, you got your I see you got your uh, Drew Brees jersey on, it looks like, man. You got your, your video game, man. It's Christmas time, man. You're, I mean, so, hey, it, it seems like fun times over there in your household, buddy.
2: <laughs> I've already Siege since launch. I haven't played until recently, but
0: okay, just chilling, winning for the Saints game. Okay. So what you think about the game, man? How you think it's going to fare out?
2: I fare out us winning, but mm-hmm. I rather see a good game, not mm-hmm. a blowout. Right. Well, I don't think the you want to see no ball, Rams. Is
0: time control. Run right. the ball, keep the clock ticking. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You you gotta run a football Rams. That's that's the way they're gonna win this game. They can't, you know, they can't throw the football all over the place, they're gonna win this game. I, I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard for them to win this game if they just go out there with trying to throw the football all over the place in mind. Oh, so you got a score man. for me? You got a score for me?
2: Saints thirty against mm-hmm. the Vikings. 29.
0: Okay. All right. You definitely got a nail biter. Uh, You know, hopefully, hopefully it goes in the Saints' favor. You know, the curse of Joe Buck will be in full effect. Uh, Joe Buck will be announcing this game along with Troy Eggman. And uh, I I have to say, man, I don't like when those guys do the Saints game. For some apparent reason, something always happens. So I'm very superstitious, man. I told, I told everybody that. So uh, the curse of Joe Buck, uh, you know, will be in full effect. So, uh, absolutely. But Ramsey, man, thank you so much for stopping by, man. You enjoyed the game, and uh, Merry Christmas to you, man. If you have some time, you uh, call back for the post game. I'll probably be asleep because I go to okay. bed so early. Okay, man. Well, if you're not asleep, man, feel free to call back, buddy. All right. All right. Take it easy. Man, shouts out to Ramsey, man. One of my favorite guys in the world, man, that calls it. Great guy. Uh, Jerry, speaking of uh, great guys, Jerry joining you the OG of the State of the Saints podcast. How you doing, man? Ho, 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 Merry
5: Christmas, DJ Jones, the oh, host
0: ho. of yes, the sir. State of the Saints podcast. Yes, sir, man. Thank you so much, man. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas
5: to, you, to you, brother. How you doing, brother?
0: Man, I'm doing fine, man. I'm excited about this game. Uh, my girl just made some bomb dressing, you know what I'm saying? My belly full, and I'm trying to, uh, you know, Woo! make sure that I in positive spirits, you know, for this game. And shouts out, man, hey. I want everybody who, who didn't see this, I want to check your boy out on Twitter, at State of the Saints. Man, y'all see your boy, how he made that macaroni, because it was good. It looked high it, it taste, you know what I'm saying? So I just want to throw that out there. But, Jerry, go ahead, man. The floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: yes, sir. I just want to pick up what you were saying about the media. Now, now TJ, this is why the OG does not watch Stuff like that, because they're mm-hmm. always talking about the Steelers. They're always talking about the Cowboys. They're always talking about right, right. this team and that team. And never give no credit to the New Orleans Saints. I'm telling you, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to say this, mm-hmm. the media is 100% official hot
0: garbage. garbage. All right. <laughs> I mean, look. I think we already knew that already. And I meant what I said because <laughs> I don't know what this Mike tent,
5: tent this Mike this Mike guy was talking about. But that mm-hmm. guy don't know no football. No, he don't no. even know how to how to throw a football. He don't even know how to run a football. Hell, he don't even know how to catch a football. Are you talking about? He 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 disrespected Michael Thomas. Get out of here with that man.
0: Well, well, what, what you've seen, Jerry, was a guy who probably wasn't prepared for that question. And he just went and digged in his bag. And that was the that was the big uh, main storyline involving the Saints, you know, about Michael Thomas. It, it wasn't uh, the fact that he actually came back and he had a hamstring injury and he, you know, reaggravated his ankle injury. He, he didn't know anything about that. So how could he possibly even have a, a, a real legit tape? You know, he don't know about that stuff. The only thing he did was go back into the vault and uh, found that storyline that was uh, percolating around week five or week six. You know, so, that that, I mean, like I said, that was just very irresponsible and reckless, and a person that's a casual fan would actually heed what he was saying and would actually add that to the collection of their thoughts about the Saints franchise, which is very, very dangerous to me.
5: I hear what you're saying, TJ. But uh, before I get to my next segment, shout-out to everybody that's in the chat, those Mm -hmm. that are here on YouTube, Facebook, other platforms. Merry Christmas to everybody. I hope Y'all, y'all, open up your gifts from from this morning with your families and your friends. I love each and every one of y'all. But right now, that Christmas morning being gone, it's time All to right. go to work this afternoon. We Absolutely. got we got a present. We got a present of our own to uh, to open, and that's putting the Minnesota Vikings and the pit of misery and send them back home with a loss and an elimination for yeah. playoff contention. Those are, right. those are two things that I want to happen today. Today,
0: right? Yeah, we we definitely got to get this done, man. We can't be lollygagging around uh, and going into week seventeen trying to okay. win the division. We got to got to go ahead and get it done it's today. And I, to I think to right, and, and I think that honestly, if they do lose today, man, it, I, you know I, I probably am going to be a tad bit nervous. You know, uh, I'm not going to give up on them, but I am going to be a little bit nervous because. Uh, you know, the narrative is that the Saints, uh, you know, are one of the best teams in the league. And if you're the best team in the league, you don't lose games like this, man. You find ways to win these type of games, you know. So I want to see the Saints uh, flex their muscle in this game. Now, like I said, the way the Saints play offense, it kind of caters to the way that Mike Zimmer plays defense. But I should see something that the Saints just do leaps and bounds better than the Minnesota Vikings. That is the that that's what tells me that you are a better team than the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Minnesota Vikings going to be there in the end because the Saints really don't blow anybody out for the exception of the Buccaneers. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I want to see them do something better. And that, that makes me feel very confident. What's the prediction score you got for the game, Jerry?
5: Uh, my prediction for this uh, this game, TJ, I got the Saints winning this game 35-14, to 14, and I'm going to keep it like that. As long as the Saints okay. win the game, no matter what no matter what the score is as long as we beat the vikings and send them back to minnesota right with a loss and a playoff contention being eliminated right. that's all i care about i want man. i want i want to get this i want to get these these uh these bad memories from the minnesota vikings away from them right that's all
0: i want right man and, it, it and
5: before and before i get off tj i i i'm going I'm to I'm address this to you This is coming from the OG. This is coming from the OG of the New Orleans Saints. But I know somebody else is coming on. But this is my message to you, bro. You just keep doing what you do every week. No matter what folks say, I don't care if you got trolls on here. I don't care what you got on here. You just keep doing what you do and analyzing the New Orleans Saints and all these other teams that you do on here. Don't worry about what they do. That's on them. You keep doing what you do best. Every day to keep us entertained, that's what that's what that's what we love about you, man.
0: Yeah, man, I appreciate that, man. And uh, man, thank you so much, Jerry. It's people like you, man, that uh make this show uh work during each and every day, man. Merry Christmas to you. And uh, if you got some time, uh, call back during the post game, my friend.
5: I will definitely call back after after the game is over. Hopefully, we'll send them home, like I said, with a loss, but I will (laughs) be back for the post game, but I will be back for the post game show after the game is over.
0: Well, that sounds even, good. Even, while I'm
5: watch, even while i'm watching friday night smackdown i'll still come on
0: okay man that's sounds good to me man I, that's something i want to check out too man i heard some positive news i just want to see it happen i won't spoil it for everybody but uh yeah uh yeah man feel free to call back <laughs> all right take it easy man
5: all right let's put a smackdown on these vikings
0: yeah man let's make a little smackdown on them jerry thank you so much Hey, man, yeah, this is a SmackDown on the Minnesota Vikings, man, one time, you know. But, uh, man, shouts out to Jerry, man. I I, I appreciate that optimism. And, you know, I'm not so much, I'm not too much worried about trolls. And and the reason why is because, I mean, I remember at one time when nobody would check it out, the channel, you know, I put a picture up uh, from two years ago, man. I remember when like four people were actually viewing the show, you know, and I'm pretty sure one of those people was my mama, and the other person probably was me. Uh, just to see you know what I'm saying, <laughs> like you know just for me to go back and, and kind of evaluate what I was doing but I mean I love doing this show man and I, I invite everybody here you know like if you know anybody that has a tape I don't expect everybody to agree with what I'm saying you know people gonna try to come in and you know infiltrate the chat that's fine by me too man because like I said I mean there was a time where none of this stuff was going on with me 2020 has been a great year for me as a as a, a host a broadcaster a journalist or what have you and um i'm blessed uh some troll thank you very much for the two dollars says we try but we can't stop tj's realness Nah, you can't really man you're not gonna stop that now I, I i got to keep it 100 that just I, I got to uh jermaine what's going on man
4: hey what's up tj
0: hey how you doing yeah. buddy merry
4: christmas right. to you yeah merry christmas to you and your family
0: Man, thank you so much, man. Uh, so so what you got for us, man? Big game, uh, week 16, Saints, Vikings. What you got?
4: Man, I'm looking at it. I just want I want to comment you too on on uh, the other night when you were making a comment about breeze. How you saying teams not really scared of him anymore? more? Right. You know, that was a good point you hit on because I'm noticing mm-hmm. that too. You know, everybody's you know, playing, you know, playing that defense that you know that you wouldn't expect on Breeze, you know. Right, right. And they know they ain't gotta worry about. It too much of the deep balls per mm-hmm. se, right. but, you know, in that screen game, man, I think they should put that screen game away until, you know, they at least get up, you know, a couple of scores on teams before they start, you know, keep using the screen play, screen, screen, screen. Right.
0: You know? Well, I um, think this game, Jermaine, they, they can actually use the screen game. I think, I, I think it's first off, no, let me take that back. I think it's worth a shot. Uh, to to run the screen game the reason why the same screen game doesn't really work as well uh, is when they go up against athletic linebackers when you got sideline to sideline linebackers guys that can get home quick uh, the screen game really is, is nung and void but in games like this where you actually have guys who who are not playing uh, you know people like Kendrick you know like people like uh, some of these other linebackers that are extremely athletic uh, I think it's worth a shot now I don't think that they need to just make it their bread and butter because their offensive line isn't constructed the way that it once was. You know, when they had what, when they had Bush ride and they had Carl Nix and, uh, you know, they had Jonathan Goodwin, you know, guys that, you know, they swung that pass out. I mean, it was going to get at least about 15, 20 yards, you know what I'm saying, behind, you know what I'm saying, with Pierre Thomas, who I feel like is the king of the screen. But right. these days, they're they, they not really doing it, you know what I'm saying, as effective. I don't know if it's, it's just a timing thing. Uh, just the fact that the linebackers are just extremely athletic who they're going against this year man right, right. yeah
4: i know that too it look, it don't look as strong as it used to be you know
0: right right yeah um, no so. doubt about it so what, what about the uh what about a prediction man like how do you see this game going uh what do you think the saints have to do in order for them to get this this win today jermaine
4: man i see that. my thing is they gotta run that ball man they gotta you know, like you said, you can't go in that throwing that ball 30 times, you know, and expecting to win. You can't do that. I mean, right. you got to get balanced, you know. Once you get balanced, you know, um, is I mean, it's, it's all in front of you, you know, once you right. get balanced. But um, I would say run the ball, you okay. know, much as you can, you know, to, to, to keep Breeze from throwing it. Because you don't want to put Breeze in a situation that he's going to get hurt, you know. Right. If you try to throw the ball, they're going to know, you know, we're going to send some, some blitz at you, you know. yeah. So I would say run the ball, stay balanced, and they shouldn't have any problems.
0: Yeah. I mean, running the football is key in this game. And, Jermaine, I said this before. I said it last night. I didn't really say it here today. They have to start fast. They, they got to start yep. fast. This is one of those games where I feel like if they win a coin toss, they got to receive the ball. Yep. Like, dictate the pace because – what what happens with the saints is if the saints defense goes on the field first they drop down the field and let's just say for example the opposing team gets a field goal or a touchdown now the saints are playing from behind and it's it's like th- there's this sense of urgency already see the saints right. don't really have that that luxury like some of these other teams have out here right if you have right. a quarterback that has a dynamic arm like you know what I'm saying like Deshaun Watson who has skills to you know scramble or uh, you got Patrick Mahomes so They can erase a 10-point lead just like that. Now, the Saints can erase a 10-point lead, but it's not going to be as as quick. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be very methodical. You might go into halftime. If they're down like 10 to nothing, you might go into the half 9 to 10 or something like that, three field goals. So I think they need to start fast because if they start fast, then you don't have to worry about Drew Brees throwing you back into the game. You you can kind of minimize the amount of passes that he has. So by getting the ball first, dictating the pace of the game, maybe get a couple first you know a couple first downs, uh flip the field just a tad bit, even if you can't get get a, a field goal or touchdown, you still kind of set the tone in that game, you know what I'm saying and it gives the, uh, the defense opportunity to strategize and, and, and see the way that they want to approach this game. but they definitely got to start fast, man, and they cannot right. play behind the eight ball in this game
4: right because they did that last last week you know they started off stagnant i mean stagnant they couldn't do nothing you know yeah that, that to me that hurted them yep. yeah yeah i mean on,
0: on. Mm-hmm. yeah because when when they start to pick things up they were playing from behind man, and they they always plant was playing with a sense of urgency and, you know what I'm saying, like, and, and when you're playing with a sense of urgency, it's hard for you to find that right level of tempo. You don't know if it has to be, like, at a a very, like, slow methodical pace or it's like, you know what I'm saying, you got to kind of get the tempo going almost like Drew Brees with a two-minute drill. So by yeah. not playing behind uh, or playing, like, right there, score seven to seven, they score, you score, you basically can still kind of set the tone. But if you're if you're down by like ten points or you're down by a touchdown, it's going to it's going to cause a sense of urgency. And I just feel like the Saints don't need to play like that because we all know that Sean Payton, when he feels like his back is against the wall, he he goes to the he goes to what he knows, which is Drew Brees throwing a football all over the place. Yeah. And that's a trap that we don't want to fall in because that's exactly what Mike Zimmer and his defense wants. You know, yeah. uh, that's what he wants. They want to pin their ears back. And they want to go after Drew Brees. They want to test those ribs because, like I said, they don't. Nobody really fear Drew Brees the way they used to because all they have to do is just—I mean, they just got to play the sticks, basically. You know, the passes aren't sure. going to go 15, 20 yards down the field, like you said at the beginning, Jermaine. So, if if they could actually get the ball into Drew Brees's hands and not into the hands of, of, of a playmaker like Kamara, a playmaker like Emmanuel Sanders, or Mark Cass Calloway on on a uh, on a smaller scale. Then I think that Mike Zimmer would be extremely happy and I think he would like his chances. So uh what's the score? What you got as a score, man? Jermaine, before you go, what, what you got? I'm I'm going 28-21. Okay. All right. So a seven-point, seven-point game for the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Sounds good to me, man. Uh, thank thank you so much, Jermaine. Thank you so much for uh calling in. Feel free to call back anytime, brother. You know, we're here, here. we're here, man. All right, take it Bye. easy. All right, yeah, man. Shouts out to Jermaine, man. Good talk, good call right there. Um, yeah, man, the Saints are going to have to dictate the pace of this game. You you got to make sure that Drew Brees isn't throwing the football all over the place. You have to make sure that you have a good balance going here. And the Saints, I, I think there was Keen Arthur that said it. Drew Brees don't need to throw the football more than 25 times in this game. Run this football, man. The offensive line has got to put up a really good performance in this game if the Saints. Are going to have a chance uh, at winning this football game. Because if you are looking for Drew Brees to throw the Saints in this game, you know what I'm saying, and and throw for 300 yards, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, I'm just going to say this. Do I think that Drew Brees has the capability of throwing for 300? Yes, I do. But I haven't seen it. Okay. It would be a shock to me if Drew Brees throw for 300. It would be a shock to me if Drew Brees throw for 275 in this game. I mean, I'm just being real. The Minnesota Vikings really seem to have the number of Drew Brees the way that they attack Drew Brees uh it it just seems like to me like he is it's a team that he often struggles against uh Damian says uh say TJ they will it will be the first time in a long time uh that the Saints won't have a thousand yard receiver yeah I mean it's just I mean with the injuries and guys being out of the lineup and you know, the the chemistry between Drew Brees and, and also with Taysom Hill, you know, n- not being as accurate and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's a it's a it's a combination of things. But that that goes to show you, you know, how good this Saints team is. You don't have a thousand yard uh, receiver and yet you still winning games. You still won 10 games. That goes to show you how good this football team really is. Uh, Taysom hill needs to play tight end uh, Taysom hill also needs to throw the ball he needs to go into his bag okay i think people are saying that james is back so that's a good thing you know if he's off the covet list so i think that would actually put Taysom back into his original spot as that swiss army knife role and i think that that can be a mismatch problem for that and it can also help out uh you know the down the field plays okay it can it can help down the field plays, maybe, you know, you can get the ball to Callaway, get the ball to Emmanuel Sanders, you know, if he gets behind a defender. So it would actually help him. And I think those those games that Taysom Hill actually played in, it would help because now you have an idea about some of the plays that he can do well and some of the plays that you probably just need the ball up and throw in the trash can. So I think that we might see a different combination of Taysom Hill because it's not so much about you guesstimating or wondering – or hoping that this player work you actually seen him in real time execute some of these plays, and you feel a little bit more excited about him taking a field and being able to execute those plays. So I'm I'm hoping that we see Taysom Hill more. I think that he was actually supposed to be heavily involved in the game last week, but the issue happened with Jameis Winston before the game, and that kind of hurt the Saints because you had to have Taysom as your backup. And you had to limit his snaps. So I think he had a. I think the Saints had a game plan for him. And um, just the fact that you know Jameis got uh, was on a COVID list, they couldn't use him the way that they wanted to. I'll read a few more, man. Then we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here. Get ready for the game. Uh, Sir Rogers says more wildcat plays for Taysom. Well, uh, Sir Rogers, yeah, you can get the wildcat going, but you can also get some passing plays going too. I mean, just think about it, Sir Rogers. Like when. When Taysom Hill threw the football uh in some of those uh, you know packages where he just ran on the field, you really didn't know what he can do. For the most part, like I know we have our issues with Taysom, you know, about him fumbling the football, but for the most part, like we have a we, we are a little bit more comfortable with him throwing the football than we were when we really didn't know the type of quarterback or the type of skill set that he actually has. So I do feel like the Saints can actually utilize him. In different ways because you actually now have offensive, you have offensive plays that are designed for Taysom. So now you have Drew Brees coming back and you can use Taysom in different ways. And a defense really won't know how to approach it. Because now you can't just say, oh, he in the game. So they're about to do the RPO. You know what I'm saying? They're they, they about to just, you know, do the Wildcat. You really do not know. All right, and finally, uh, we're gonna finish it up with Kenny. Kenny says, "Merry Christmas to you too." Giving a shout out to KB. Uh, oh, uh, we need to work on the offensive line. Well, that I mean, this is a game right here. If if they don't go out here and run the football, then I'm gonna be a little bit nervous, man, going into the postseason because we all know, man, you gotta learn and know how to run a football going into the postseason, and you definitely gotta be playing your best football. And if you can't run the football, I mean, I I don't know what to say, man. The Saints are going to have to be more physical uh, than the Minnesota Vikings in this game. But I want to say thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Once again, Merry Christmas to you and your family. And thank you so much for stopping by. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Also, on Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. And follow yours truly on Twitter at State of Saints. That's State of Saints, and on Instagram at T J Jones underscore. That's T J A Y Jones underscore. Till next time, all I gotta say is, who that? Enjoy the game.